0: conductive wire.
1: and you so electric I no say when you came so near and just pass right through me hey everyone welcome to geekdom is back today i have on jeremy kaplowitz from the hard times he is the hard drive editor in chief and this is definitely going to be a fun conversation because this site is pretty hilarious if you ask me jeremy how are you doing today
0: I'm great. Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Of course. So I just quickly want to start by talking a little bit about The Hard Times as a website for Uh people who don't know it's a satire website. And, you know, sometimes people don't know that when they read articles from your site in The Onion and they get a little worked up about it. But It's true. (laughs) How would you generally describe The Hard Times and how you got involved with the site?
0: Sure. So, The Hard Times started off as a uh, punk rock website. Uh, it was created by Matt Sinkham and Bill Conway, two, like, San Francisco hardcore punk guys who, like, toured in bands and all that stuff. And uh, Bill comes from a comedy background, and Matt comes from a journalism background, and they came together to make this, like, comedy punk website. And uh, I joined a few years ago as just a freelance writer, and I pitched some ideas and stuff, and then, you know, some things happened, and eventually, when they were starting a video game section, Matt asked me to come on board as an editor. I guess the idea is like with punk because you I guess you'd you'd think that like punk and video games aren't necessarily similar but they're both like in my opinion they're like niche groups that people identify with so that's kind of the unifying idea between those two
1: yeah absolutely and if you ask me the Tony Hawk games could have pretty good punk soundtracks at times so
0: that is true that's the one (laughs) that's the main link between the two is the Tony Hawk soundtracks
1: Maybe some of the biking games, too, but not quite as impactful Mm -hmm. as the Tony Hawk soundtracks were, I think.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: So since Hard Drive is relatively new for the site still, Mm -hmm. what is something that you're trying to do with that video games portion of the website?
0: You know, the Hard Times is mostly a... um you know satire art like this definitely you know a lot of people compare us to the onion and i think that's pretty valid considering we're basically just the onion but with a specific topic so one thing we really want to do is try to expand that into like videos and and twitch and things that like other websites like the onion can't necessarily do like one of the big things with the onion is uh you never know who writes an onion article like it's just from the onion which is really cool And uh, one of the things that we want to do that's different is we're trying to do things like podcasts and Twitch streams, stuff like that, to sort of uh, show people who's behind the hard times, just as a way to differentiate and also as a way to like, uh, I think it's more connected to video games and music to um, know the people who are making what you're watching and enjoying. So that's one of the, that's why we're doing podcasts and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll definitely dive into the podcast network in a bit. But with hard drive specifically, you know, there are so many different consoles, different types of video games. So are you sort of just overseeing the whole thing and trying to get as many writers with different perspectives as you can so it doesn't necessarily feel like, oh, you're only talking about PlayStation games like Spider-Man or something?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of the hard things about video games is that there's just so much of it. And um, we have, uh, we we started with three editors and we just brought on another editor. And it's always tricky. Like one of our big blind spots is uh, anime. And we we do video games, but it's also like nerd culture. Yeah, And it's so hard for us as editors to run anime articles because we just have no idea. We don't know it at all. And um, so that's been like one thing that we're trying to do is like bring on more talented like anime writers who can kind of just feel like trust me this is a good joke and (laughs) we should run it
1: absolutely and i i know what you mean by saying that nerd culture is just so expansive these days because even with this podcast typically i'm talking about one topic per episode so you know we're focusing on the hard times here but usually it's movies books tv shows or something like that and there's only so much i can watch Myself, especially since I had this crazy idea to also start a Stephen King podcast where I was going to go through all of his work chronologically, including the adaptations. Yeah, that's a lot. So it's like I will approach people about guesting on the podcast, and it seems more and more these days I just keep recommending movies because those are so much easier to get through than a TV show or an entire book. So, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes it's hard to find that balance, but because hard drive has so many contributors now and the hard times in general i feel like it's getting a little easier for the site to sort of pull from all of the different music genres the different video game genres it's there's just so much nerd culture out there these days it's kind of mind blowing
0: yeah yeah i like to think i'm a funny writer but if it was just me running the site by myself there would be like such a narrow focus it would be all right now it'd be like mostly smash bros articles that's all you'd see
1: (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of that, I do want to dive into what the podcast network is planning to do, because I know you launched with two shows. You have the Hard Times podcast Mm -hmm. with the co-founders, Bill and Matt, and then you co-host the Super Mario Brothers super show yeah. show.
0: Yeah. The the main difference between the two I'd say is that the hard times very simple. They have big guests. Uh our podcast, very confusing. <laughs> one of the hosts, uh my co-host I don't think can even pronounce the full name. Uh we have no guests. It's about a niche topic. Yeah, that's the main difference is that one of them is easy to enjoy and one of them is very difficult.
1: So tell me a little more about your show that you co-host because it's definitely sure. something that Feels more unique to the site. Not that the Hard Times podcast isn't going to be unique, but right, it, that right. you know that is definitely an interview-based podcast, kind of like what we're doing here right now. But the Super Mario Brothers Super <laughs> Show is something different.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, well, you know, we really wanted to start like getting more stuff out there, and podcast was like one of the main ideas. And one thing I've always wanted to do. I I, I really like sh- podcasts that go through every whatever. Like your Stephen King podcast sounds interesting because I like. When people take, um, when people look at like the arc of a creator or a a show or whatever, like I think that's really interesting. Like I'm bet with your Stephen King one, you can like start with the first book and see like, oh, look, he has these like recurring themes. Yeah. And um, a really silly way to do that is to do it with like a TV show that a lot of people see as like a disaster from 1989. (laughs) And that's the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. Uh, and I think one of the fun things about it is that Mark, my co-host, and I are sort of just like taking it at face value. Like we're not making fun of this show. I mean, obviously it's not great all the time, but we're trying our best to like enjoy it for what it is. And, um, it's been really fun. I don't know. It's such a dumb, it's so silly. It's such a silly thing that exists. I'm so happy that it like is out there in the world, the, the 89 show.
1: I feel similarly when I'm doing some of the Stephen King adaptations in particular, one of the recent episodes we did on Chat Cemetery was the 1979 version of Salem's Lot. So it was a TV adaptation and you can kind of tell where they spent their budget (laughs) and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. And even if it isn't something that's spectacular, it's still important to, like you said, see that arc Throughout Stephen King's entire yeah. career, and even if he wasn't hands-on with every single adaptation, I still think even the filmmakers who choose to adapt the movies or TV shows, it says a lot about his work because you know we're right. still having remakes of things that have already come out. You know, it is a big deal again. Pet Sematary is coming out here in less than two months i think now so you know these things are just they just keep living on and i think it's really cool that you went back to something that was older instead of focusing on something newer like you know better call saul has a podcast The good place has a podcast they have like an official podcast too with cast members and everything so you have these sort of hit shows in the present day that get all of this attention but to go back and focus on something from the beginning that people probably wouldn't think needs a podcast and to create yeah, that is true. pretty cool and i will admit i have never seen that show but now knowing yeah, that you have I. a podcast about it makes me want to go check it out
0: yeah i think it's um i think it's definitely something that's like worthy of talking about like i i, I think we mentioned it on the podcast but like it's so funny to me that like they um when when nintendo originally made mario it was just like they had to you know the animation was such that you know um you couldn't show arms without overalls and you couldn't show like faces that easily without like a big mustache so like mario ended up looking the way mario did because of like the limitations of like arcade machines and it's so funny that like a handful of years later that means that Captain Lou Albano, who's like a popular wrestler, has to be hired to play Mario. Like it's such a weird like like because arcade machines existed, that's why Mario is played by Captain Lou Albano, and I just it's so funny to me, I don't know. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where you find this very very specific thing to talk about and you know, Stephen King is a lot broader just because he's been Writing for so long, and the like I said, there have been remakes on remakes of everything pretty much,
0: yeah. and
1: you have even some different stories within his work, you know some people will really enjoy the Dark Tower series, and honestly, you could probably do an entire podcast just on the Dark Tower series yeah, because it's probably true. so ginormous. I've only read the first book, and I feel like I'm just sort of hitting the tip of the iceberg there, and I think it's great that the Hard Times will have a broad show and something so specific and I know that the network has plans to expand beyond just the two shows and I don't know what you can say about that yet or not but are you hoping to sort of just get a good combination of podcasts similar to the way you're getting a good combination of writers on the site to cover a long list of genres and topics
0: yeah I think that like the reason the hard times works is because we trust our writers and we're like down to try interesting things. Like the only reason I am a editor for the hard for hard drive is that uh around two years ago I pitched to Matt the idea of doing like an alt right like a satire of like Alex Jones and it was kind of like making fun of that and it was called Truth Bang, and it was a huge disaster. But like Matt like let me try it out and we like tried it for a few months and it fell apart. And then because of that, like, Matt was like, oh, well, this is someone who can edit for the site. And I became a hard drive editor. And I think it's really cool that, like, The Hard Times is a place where we can be like, yeah, I don't know. We'll give you some money to our writers that we think are funny and, like, figure it out. Like, make a few episodes. If it sucks, we'll drop it and we'll try something else. But if it doesn't, like, I don't know, maybe it'll be cool. And, um, like, someone else on the site, this guy Peter Kemi... Uh, he messaged us one day. He had never written for us, but he was like, "Hey, I've always loved this site. Like I'd love to like make a video for you." And we we're like, "All right." And then um he put out like these hilarious videos. And it's so cool to have them on the site where we can like give this guy money to make funny like reviews and stuff for us cuz we trust him. And I think that's like my favorite thing about the Hard Times is that we're not we don't really care that much about like what should the Hard Times be? We care about like what's really funny? What fits our sense of humor? And like how can we help people make that? So I think that that's going to be the that's that's what the podcast will probably be like. We'll take our funny writers and we'll say like, "Hey, do you, are you really into an idea? Like go for it and let's see what happens."
1: One of the nice things about podcasts, too, I would say more so than with writing, is you can sort of test them out internally and you can record a few episodes mm-hmm. of something, have some of the other contributors listen to it or just friends in general and see if it's something that flows well and meshes well with, you know, between hosts and everything like that. Because when I was starting the Stephen King podcast, I made sure to bank a few episodes at least before launching just so I was like, okay, you know, I I do want to do this. It's going to be a massive undertaking, but it's something I want to do. And obviously, with the topic changing on this podcast every week, it's a little more free flowing and it doesn't have to necessarily have The same exact structure every episode because you're not going to talk about a movie the same way you talk about a TV show or a book or a comic book or anything like that. So I kind of have these little formats for movies. It's like, okay, obviously we'll talk about the casting, we'll talk about this, and you know, if it was executed well. And with a book, it's like, okay, did you feel like it was a slog or something like that? And you know, there's just so much you can do with. Podcasts in general, it'll be really cool to see what the hard times comes up with next. Because, like you said, you have so many funny writers, and it yeah goes through so many different interests as well. It's like okay, you have one that sort of is interview based or conversational based, and then you have your show right now, and you could do something with different genres of music. You could have you know a PlayStation podcast. Nintendo podcast you can do all sorts of things and I think that's something that will definitely allow a site like the hard times to have a podcast network that can really grow and even if internally not every show works out you know it's probably not the end of the world
0: yeah I'm, I'm legitimately like excited to see like what people come up with because a lot of those writers are I think some of the funniest people I know and I think it's just cool to like it'll probably be a lot of stuff that I can't think of like that guy, Peter, I was mentioning, he did a Twitch stream for us a while back where he pretended to be Glenn Danzig and he played Mother. And I, I, that's just something I could never even think of. And it's going to be really cool to like, if that guy comes up with a cool podcast that I wouldn't ever have done.
1: Yeah. And the podcasts don't always necessarily need to be something like what Gimlet does and crafting these finely tuned stories and reporting and everything like that, because you know... Reporting on a satire website is not necessarily your first instinct, and I think Mm -hmm. sort of just being able to have fun with the medium is something that can really allow podcasts and podcast networks in general to shine. You don't need every single show to sort of follow the same technical details either. It's like, you know, you could have one that's an hour long. You could have one that's 15 to 20 minutes long
0: yeah yeah i agree i feel like right now podcasts are in a place where there's so many of them that you can kind of have fun with it and do like weird stuff and no one really cares it's not like uh there's no like set standard to what a podcast is anymore
1: yeah just a quick little tangent here did you see that spotify actually bought gimlet and anchor earlier today
0: oh really no That's cool. No, I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, I'm a little conflicted on it just because it's like, okay, but how much does Spotify know about podcasts right now? I'm I'm a little (laughs) weary of it, but at the same time, you know, to acquire a company that is as experienced as Gimlet, you know, maybe they'll be able to build something amazing out of it. And I think, you know, it is still important to have those sort of smaller podcast networks that exist somewhere in the middle similar to how certain record labels like no sleep records rise records they sort of exist mm-hmm. in that middle space you know they're making money yeah to make a living but they're not you know capital records or anything like that
0: yeah exactly that's a good goal to have yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's the spotify's whole thing now right aren't they trying to like move into podcasts in like a major way
1: yeah, they've been slowly building things up. I know that through my day job of managing the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network, part time day job anyway, it's one of those uh-huh. things where, you know, we have all of the shows on Spotify. And I don't know if the Hard Times has submitted there just yet, but.
0: Yeah, I think we're on there. The
1: portal isn't exactly what you would hope it would be because. Y- we can see all of the shows and all of the stats in one spot, but for the podcast hosts, it's like you don't really want them seeing everyone else's statistics. So, you know, there's still some (laughs) behind the scenes work that I think they can focus on. And I know Spotify has been making deals with some big names to have Spotify exclusive podcasts. I believe Dissect was windowed to Spotify or is only exclusively on Spotify now. They did that with some other podcast recently
0: did amy schumer have a podcast? yes on that Spotify? was the deal
1: yeah i've been hearing rumors that they paid her like at least a million dollars or something to do a podcast oh, wow. i was like where do i find that money that's crazy
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> just a fraction of it
1: yeah even you know a tenth of it i would <laughs> that that would be grand <laughs>
0: that would be more than a grand.
1: <laughs> I just feel like with podcasts, you know, they're growing so rapidly right now too that it's almost the perfect time to really dive deep into them and, you know, obviously I don't know all of the plans that the hard times has for the network or anything just yet, but can you shed some light on what went into deciding to start the podcast network?
0: I think, you know, we wanted to I mean, what i was saying before like the idea that like we want to make it more clear who's behind the um website like we i, I don't love like how anonymous it all is like i think it'd be cool if we could promote some of our writers in a more like open way like i'd love to like get some of these people like to be able to use the audience that the hard times has created and turn them onto like more personal projects so i think that's part of why we want to do more podcasting stuff and also just to like try out different things like it's i I think that any website that does the same thing forever like it gets old and people get bored of it and i think it'll be fun to see like how the hard times can evolve
1: absolutely how is the hard times monetizing the podcast network right now
0: uh well we have a patreon we just started a patreon right now the patreon gets you like ad free episodes and it's more website based because Um, I believe the idea is that, like, if you sign up for the Patreon, you can, like, be in a hard times photo. Okay. Uh, And I think that will probably evolve as we go on. But right now, they're not super monetized, the podcast. They just have, like, some ads and that's about it.
1: Yeah, and once the network gets going and you sort of see that increase in downloads, that ad money can, you know, end up being quite a bit. I've listened to some shows where, you know, they might have a hundred thousand downloads, either an episode or even a month. And that's a good chunk of change to make. And for a site like The Hard Times, that's something you can also probably reinvest into spending the time getting editors and, you know, creating these other podcasts to expand the network. And, you know, it's one of those things where it is harder than people think. And I've been having this discussion surrounding Anchor recently, which I think is a great platform for people to get started on. But at the same time, I feel like because they host the podcast for free, people aren't paying to really have that incentive to keep the podcast going. Because if you're putting Makes sense. you know, your own money into it, it's like, well, do I want to keep paying 15 to 20 bucks a month for this podcast that I'm not actually going to do because, you know, you can move it to anchor probably and just have it hosted for free if you still want those episodes to live on. But for me, it's sort of a motivation to just keep going. It's like, I'm paying for this and I enjoy it. So, you know, even if there's a week here or there where I'm just not feeling it, it's like, this is why you bank episodes and sort of just keep yourself going.
0: Yeah. With the Mario show, my friend, you know, my co-host Mark and I, we, I think at some point we realized though, like we're probably both going to watch this show every week and right. want to talk about it. So we're, gonna like we might as well just record it and put it on the internet so i don't think we're worried about like i think if zero people listen to it we'll probably just keep doing it because like you know we're we're both gonna talk about it anyway so at least we're not in any uh danger of stopping
1: yeah the only stopping point you have is when the show is over pretty much
0: <laughs> oh yeah but there's a ton of there's the there's sequels there's there's yeah. spinoffs there's so many it's crazy
1: that's how I feel with the Stephen King podcast. I was like, I'm going to start this. Right. And then I plotted out the schedule and everything. And I was like, all right, this will take like four years.
0: <laughs> and by then Stephen King will have put out like six more books. So
1: Yeah, he already announced one for later this year. And with Pet Cemetery coming yeah, out in a couple months, I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep adding to the list, apparently. And I know. Yeah, you'll never yeah, be done. <laughs> I know it's one of those you things. You live in your own
0: Stephen King world.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll be a lengthy, lengthy project, but I am more than happy to do it because I don't think I would have started it in the first place if I didn't intend on it. And I at least own, right. I want to say like 98% of the books or something. There's only like one or two that I'm missing. So there you go.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's what like if you're going to do podcasting in 2019, if you're going to like start a podcast, then you have to like really want to do it because it's too late to be like novelty. Everyone knows what podcasts are. So you have to like really be into it.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why, too, with some of the stats I've been seeing. It's like, oh, you know, X percent of podcasts weren't updated last month and another percentage weren't updated within the last year. And it's like, you know, some shows end. You know, I had a music podcast through Modern Vinyl. And after, I want to say it was around 108 episodes, I was like, you know, I've been listening to so many podcasts and consuming so much media other than music that I just felt like I was not keeping up with music enough to co-host a music podcast. I was like, I'm not, I'm not paying enough attention to this right now to do an entire podcast on it. So, you know, that was before I had started the Stephen King one, but I still had this one. And I was like, yeah, I think being able to do things at my own pace and not feel like, you know, it's a slog to get through, these albums just because I feel like I should be listening to these albums and then talking about them because, you know, I used to keep track of every single album that I would listen to in a year. And I did that for, I want to say, four years, give or take. And this year I was just like, I am done. We're not doing this anymore. It stresses me out too much. (laughs) And I already have enough Stephen King stuff to do by choice. So...
0: (laughs) it's a lot of cataloging yeah
1: yeah i was like wait all right gotta go back into apple music and see what i've added in here and have not listened to because i feel like it's one of those times where i'm just like time for an overhaul of all of the itunes <laughs> that's a massive undertaking in yeah. itself could probably do a podcast on that yeah <laughs> cleaning out itunes On cleaning up your
0: <laughs> itunes I had um, an old, I had a lot of music on an old cell phone once and it broke and I lost like all my music and I was like kind of, it was like a little (laughs) refreshing because I kind of like wasn't listening to 90% of it. So it gave me the, uh, it forced me to take care of my phone, my music catalog.
1: Yeah, we've had some old hard drives and old laptops lying around the house lately. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really care what's on these anymore. I just don't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly
1: don't always need to keep everything but I think with podcasts you have such a wide range of what you can do with them and even if like you said there aren't that many people listening to it it really just depends on if you are enjoying what you're doing and you're motivated to do it because if you're just having a conversation with someone and doing minimal editing on it and then throwing it up on the internet it's not too much extra work but if you're going through and spending you know a couple hours editing something just so it sounds a little better or whatever you know you sort of quickly realize how much time adds up when you're doing that and i've been editing a podcast for urm academy so they talk to a bunch of mixers and producers and stuff in the music industry and you know they'll have conversations some of them are you know upwards of two hours long And they have a very strict set of rules, kind of, that they want you to follow when you're editing their podcast because they're a company. And, you know, they want this to sound good because you're talking to music producers and things like that. So, you know, there's sort of this level of expectation. And it's one I'm totally fine with. I kind of enjoy the editing process most days I would say which is one of the nerdier aspects of podcasting so for you is yeah it the conversation that sort of tops it off for you or is it sort of just everything as a whole
0: yeah I definitely find editing pretty tedious to be honest (laughs) Uh, especially because since we I assume that no one has watched this like tv show from the 80s so I've been Sort of like meticulously editing in sound clips. Like anytime we reference the show with a quote, I'll just put the quote into the podcast and it takes so long. It's so tedious. You have to
1: pull the audio and then, you know, you probably have like this whole b-roll section of audio that isn't yours and your co-host and everything i totally get how things like that can be tedious and i'm sure if i were editing something at gimlet let's say that would be a lot more tedious than editing a two-hour conversation that has somewhat stricter rules than i use with my own editing you know
0: yeah exactly but, uh, you know, I, I think it's worth it in the end. I think the, my favorite part of it has just been, like, the recurring things that we've found in the Super Mario Bros. Yeah. show. Like, it's just fun. I really want to know, like, what I want to know. Because if people ca- call it, like, a bad TV show, and I, I'd be so curious to talk to any writer on it and be like, w-, like, was this just a paycheck for you? Or did you, um, like, were, was this, like, like a passion project? I really just I, I want to talk to anyone on the show. We've been trying to reach out to people. Most of the people who, most of the voice actors on the show have died. So oh, they're wow. not really available.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would say not.
0: <laughs> but we've, we've reached out to a few.
1: It's one of those things, too, where the hard times, because of the site building up such a following, you probably have some of these built in connections that you can transfer to the podcasting world. And, you know, maybe it'll be something that makes it a little easier to be like okay you know we know we can get these people from this industry on the podcast right and i know with the hard times podcast it has a lot of guest musicians and comics on so that's certainly something that fits so well with the website it's like yeah that makes sense
0: (laughs) yeah the hard times i think the podcast is going to have like a ton of musicians who are just fans of the hard times at first which is pretty cool like, I, I have no involvement right. with the Hard Times podcast, so it's just, like, it's fun to listen to. Uh, I'm just, like, listening to it as a fan. Like, oh, cool, they got the minor threat guy on. Like, that's awesome. It's really cool. Um, For hours, the Mario one, it's going to be a little trickier because I don't personally know that many people involved with, like, you know, 1980s television. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a comedian in New York City, so we can always get, like, a comedian to be on.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, just with, the number of writers you have and the connections they might have. And like you said, listening to the Hard Times podcast as a fan, even though you work for the website, that's something that's great to see within a podcast network, just everyone coming together and rooting for each other's shows. Because, you know, if anime isn't your specialty, but you end up having an anime show, that's something that could you know, be pretty educational for you just as the editor-in-chief for the video games and everything.
0: Yeah. It's too big of a world to know it all. That's why you have to trust your writers.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, like I said earlier, nerd culture is just so expansive. You have people who really, really love certain things like Harry Potter, Star Wars, Star Trek. And sometimes these people's knowledge of these topics is so vast and impressive that you can't help but want to listen to them almost regardless of how into those things you are you know if yeah I've never been a huge Star Trek fan but sometimes just hearing the way people talk about it it's like Do I want to check that out? I might want to check it out, but I really shouldn't because I don't have time for that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a few podcasts I listen to about like movies and stuff where it has convinced me to get into certain movies because I like them talking about it.
1: Yeah. So do you see yourself doing more than one podcast for the network in the future or are you sort of just going to take it one at a time with this right now?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, it definitely takes up a lot of time. So I'm not sure because I'm also like I work a full time job and I edit for the site and I do my own comedy stuff. So I would guess probably I wouldn't do any others. But I am also I have recorded many episodes of a second podcast. So I I don't know, I might we might put something out there. I could see I could see myself being on a second one.
1: Yeah. And with those episodes you've recorded, you could always just hold on to them until you feel you have enough or even all of them done. And then start releasing them. So it's not as much of a weekly commitment necessarily. And, you know, you mentioned having a full time job, and that's something that I find a lot of people in writing and podcasting tend to have. You know, I mentioned my part time day job, which happens to be in podcasting, but isn't actual podcasting. It's just sort of managing things. But for you, do you sort of hope that eventually, the Hard Times could be something that ends up being full-time for you?
0: Yeah, that would be wonderful. I mean, The Hard Times has done a lot of things that could end up being full-time for me. We've done like we've pitched TV shows and stuff like that, and that would be like a dream. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that would be cool. Uh, I would definitely quit my my boring day job to be a full-time Hard Times writer.
1: Yeah, I think my mistake might have been qu- quitting my full-time day job a little too early. <laughs>
0: yeah that's i mean sometimes you got to make the jump
1: yeah make the jump that lands you living at home again which is totally fine you know i i'm yeah yeah i'm all for people sort of figuring things out and if they are able to live at home it's like why not free rent sometimes
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly i think that's fair
1: yeah and you know, even with podcasting, things are so hit or miss right now. I feel like it's almost similar to you mentioned pitching a TV show, because if you are aiming to be on one of the big podcast networks, it's like, you know, they have a specific way they do things. So sometimes it's better to try things out on your own. And then maybe after you've done it for a while, be like, hey, here's what I've been doing. Here's, you know, all these files you can listen to to hear what I've been doing and get a feel for not only my personality, but work ethic and how much time you've put into the podcast. And, you know, even if I think with the hard times, not every podcast might necessarily need to come from the contributing writers. And obviously, I don't know your policies or anything, but, you know, some people outside of the site might be like, oh, hey, you know, I've had this podcast for a while. It might be a fit.
0: Yeah, we've gotten like 100 of those pitches so far. And I wouldn't be surprised if we do that eventually.
1: Yeah, there are so many ways you can expand the network. Not everything needs to be something from the ground up. And I think that's
0: definitely what makes
1: starting a new podcast network in 2019, especially very interesting. It's like you can do so many different things. It's almost too many options.
0: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how The Hard Times does it. I mean, I, I Matt is probably like running the, the, the podcast network more than I am. Right. But it's going to be cool because like The Hard Times comes from such a DIY place. And like, I, I'm excited to see how we try to like mess with the format of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jeremy, do you have any final thoughts on podcasts in general here before we wrap up?
0: Uh, you know, I like listening to them and it's definitely different to make them. <laughs> that's all I got.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I listen to so many. I'm constantly like, I really should unsubscribe from a few. Do I need to subscribe to 70? Yeah. That's, that's, that's too yeah, many. Exactly. And you know, with doing two of my own editing another, I'm like, okay, this, this might be podcast overload, but I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat.
1: Well, Jeremy, it has been fantastic talking to you. Thank you so much for giving us some more insight into the Hard Times Podcast Network. And I definitely look forward to what you guys come up with next.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it as well.
1: And to our listeners, as always, thank you all for listening. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.